Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts. Uh, still here with Mickey and Conrad. I want to find out something as well, guys, because... For for me, I I experience quite a lot of lot of imposter hate. syndrome. Yeah, not hate, not hate. Never experienced that. A lot of love, if anything. <laughs> so much love. But I, Do you still experience a lot of hate, Jamie, on on uh, well, Twitter and stuff? Do, no, Instagram. During, no, during Strictly, I I didn't experience hate at all. But I think that when when you I I not you know I wasn't the best dancer, but I knocked out. Uh, JJ, who who was a marine and got blown up uh, while fighting for his country, and then I knocked out uh, Clara, who was the Radio One DJ, and then I knocked out Ranvia as well. And so they just thought, you know, oh, typical posh male, just you know. Oh. I was like, it's not. I'm not forcing people to do this. I don't know what what you want from me. So that was fine. But I have experienced imposter syndrome before. And and Conrad and and Mickey, did you guys because. You know, you you did this. You've got the show commissioned by HBO Industry. You're then working with these incredible directors, actors, and you have to turn up and young guys going, kind of "Right, this is our show. Let's go." Did you feel any imposter syndrome at all, anything like that? Uh, or no, you didn't. Okay, no, good. No, <laughs> no, no, not really. Nah, not at all, actually. I think if we if going back to this sort of team thing, like if we had been by ourselves, I think we would have felt a lot more. But you were always able to like sort of talk it through and sort of rationalize everything and be like what the fuck it's mm. mental like we shouldn't be here to each other well so you went to yeah. oxford yeah but it doesn't mean you get your own tv show <laughs> yeah. no no, no. <laughs> you, you should be that should be part of the package yes <laughs> <laughs> the, the truth is the truth is I, I the way you feel imposter syndrome i think like there were many times there were many moments where it was like what the hell are we doing here which is I, it's slightly different to imposter syndrome in the sense i i think like i think me and mickey it goes back to what Mickey said, which is the fact that there were two of us together and the fact that like yeah. on that set, on some level, it doesn't matter about your level of experience because the, the thing that we had the knowledge, we had the best knowledge of what we were shooting. We had a, you know, we had a level of expertise having spent four years writing the stuff that nobody else had, obviously. Yeah. So it, it was a kind of thing of like, well, this is our vision. And we actually think we could have done a better job of this in season one is you have to kind of, obviously when you write something, it lives in your head. It lives in me and Mickey's head. And like, your job as like a producer is to actually explain that over and over again to people, to the actors, to the camera crew, to the directors. And I actually think we, we could have done a better job of that in season one because because the disconnect between you what, don't know what you're talking about. You don't exactly. understand it. No, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was, it was just kind of like it was just kind of like trying to make sure that people you know you need to show people what's in your head basically at all times. And I felt like me and Mickey, you know, we we were kind of confident because we we knew we spent so long with the characters and stuff. So there was a kind of level of like okay. We sort of know what we're doing. We were wrong most of the time, obviously. 
Um, but but you but you you know you're one of your directors is Lena Dunham who wrote and starred and directed. Did she direct Girls or did yeah. she? I don't know. If she directed. She's but she wrote and starred in it. You know that's a huge star to suddenly just being like, hey, this is our work. Yeah. I would, you know, I would, I would, for me personally, I would feel incredibly nervous. I'd be like, God, are they going to like it? I, I think unless, in, not really imposter syndrome, it's more like just sort of like the pressure to make it good. Mm. And like, I've, I sort of, I've spoken about this before, but like the first time we walked onto the set and like, you know, we, we've, we have like a one for one model basically of a, of a trading floor, which we erected in Wales. And it like, it looks like a huge office building and it's like these big lights and there's a hundred people on the set. And like that moment I was like, fuck, okay, we have to make this really good now because people are sort of are looking at us and they've built a set. People are investing <laughs> in, yeah. There's a fan there. There's a catering department. <laughs> fuck, we have to make this. We should... <laughs> We should probably write the rest of this. <laughs> this show that we haven't written yet. <laughs> yeah, that not that pressure. But then you normalise it so quickly, and like you're just like, oh, because suddenly it's just like this is what we have to do. And like I think just the, the, the actual like day to day pressure of having, of getting it done and like working to like long hours and doing production makes you forget mm. about those pressures, and you just you just get on with it. Um, what What was so funny, Francis Conrad? I don't know if you know this. Is that I I had had pleaded to Mickey to get a a part in this in this <laughs> really in the yeah, yeah really I think it's more begged I don't, <laughs> a little bit of begging going on then I said give me a role in this in the show if you go on this little pesky little show that you're doing give me a role in it and anyway I got a message from him the other day being like hey buddy um listen think think potentially may get you something in there as one as one of the trading floor people in the black background I was like what <laughs> I had to, do, and there was a potential. I don't. I wasn't going to talk. I was just going to be in the background. I think. Well, there was a potential an extra, that Mickey, a, a complete extra, and I still didn't get that. We can make that happen if you really want it to. <laughs> yes, obviously, I want it to happen. I really, you know what, I, I really want it. It's to happen. really funny. You know, in episode three, there's a sort of running joke about Joey Essex, and I was like, we should have just used Jamie in that instead. Of like, <laughs> yeah, that would have been so much better. That that, ma- know. that made in Chelsea industry crossover as well would be very funny. Oh God, it would have been great. But but honestly, guys, you know, it, it, people have really raved about it, and the reviews have been amazing. Surely that for you know, whenever you do do anything, right? You and as much people go, hey, who cares about the criticism? Who cares about this? Who cares about that? For something that you write or something you do when it's truly yours and you've worked on it for three years and it's your first go at something and the reviews have been great and people love it. Isn't that, you know, doesn't that really validate you as an individual and trying to go, shit, actually, we've done something really good here. Yeah, it does. And like, I would love to say it doesn't, but it clearly does. And like, yeah, especially sure. After, especially after you spent so much time on it, and like, we went through such a roller coaster of emotions, thinking it was shit, and then good, and then shit. And I actually called Conrad. I mean, last Christmas, 2019, I called Conrad on Christmas Day, maybe a bit drunk, and was like, "We're fucked." Close to tears. Close to tears. Only, yeah. Only... <laughs> yeah. It was I was like, fucking, it was, I, was like it I don't was... want to see this. I like, I'm, I'm embarrassed <laughs> to, to, to let, let anyone see this. I just, I like, I'm just gonna go and like dig a hole, crawl into it, and die. And it came out and it was yeah. all right. But why? Why though? Why though? Why was that feeling there? Because uh, you go through a process of like better cuts than others, and like it probably wasn't what it was going to be like in your head, and like you catastrophize a lot, and like you, you pick up on the worst bits of it, and you know you build it up, and then you 
think it's going to be terrible. And, and, and also like we had absolutely no idea how people were going to respond to it. Like none. And like, that's just from the, the a product of us watching, you know, every episode a hundred times, just having no idea whether it was good or not. So when it came out and people responded to it and like, we got some good reviews, it was, yeah, it was a huge validation. And like, it was, again, as I said at the start of this, like fucking hell, it was a lot of relief. Because it just I, the other the other version of it just would have been awful. Like yeah, even now when I look on Twitter and I do still I still check Twitter obsessively about people talking about it. And like there might be ten nice things, and then there's one like the fuck is this? This is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, <laughs> like I'm like you fucking. Fun. So we're gonna we're gonna turn up we're gonna turn up outside their house. <laughs> the, 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 the other the other truth is it's really difficult to be. Me and Mickey have watched 150 cuts of every episode, right? We know. We know to the millisecond what the actor's going to do with their eyebrow, how they're going to say a certain word, the fact they've not said it quite the right way, the fact that we had to cut this line of dialogue. So basically, you're seeing the death of what it was in your head to what it ends up on screen. You put it out into the world. You've seen it so many times, but you, you objectively, you have no idea what it's like to watch it through clean eyes. So one of the most gratifying things yeah. is like, you know, I watched it with my sister the first episode. She didn't see any of the cuts. She didn't read any of the scripts. And I literally just watched her face while she watched it. And I was like, okay, so like the scenes that are supposed to be adrenalized are adrenalized. The scenes that are supposed to be sad are sad. Yeah. And all of that, yeah. you, know, you know, all of that stuff, that's, that's really exciting. Because like me and Mickey have no clue if it's good, really. It's impossible to really know. But, but because, it, because it is, it's hectic. It starts off, you know, there's a death and, you know, there's sort of drug taking and there's intensity and, you know, there, there's all the things that Mickey loves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All the things in it. <laughs> but I know I'm kidding, but it's, it's one of these things. It is, it's like, a, it's a lot of intensity. And you would expect uh, with something so dramatic as that, that you would probably get backlash uh, from it, from perhaps the industry itself in terms of the city and things like that. And, you know, because it, it's kind of betrayed and it's sort of, it's portrayed in a negative light, right? Like, is, is that is that fair to say at the beginning? I mean, it's definitely portrayed in a negative light because it's like this sort of... Uh, it's portrayed in a negative light, it, it not in a negative life, a light, but in the same way that, I mean, I, I wouldn't compare it to these things, but like the Wolf of Wall Street uh, portrays that industry. Mm. The bankers absolutely love it. And like, I've, actually, I've yeah. heard from people that work in the industry and like, this is their still, this is, it was a huge cultural phenomenon industry in, in in the banking world and like people are, you know, it, gives, it gives an opportunity for bankers to be like that's me that's based on me like oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I know that yeah. guy and like i like obviously <laughs> like, who is that based on and like oh I know, yeah i know that and like people love that stuff and like it, 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 it no it, i don't think it glamorizes the lifestyle i think there is a sort of inherent criticism of the world in there but it does make it look quite fun and it makes it look kind of sexy and like you know, totally. you're trying to explain what you do and you're a banker to someone that doesn't do it. You can be like, oh, I'm just watch industry. This is watch industry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Watch industry. That is exactly what it's like. But actually, no, I think you're right. Maybe I'm not fair there because also every, you know, you could, you could paint pretty much every industry with a negative mm -hmm. light if you, if you wanted to. What you're trying to create is drama and adrenaline and, and excitement and all these different things. And how do you do that? You know, you do that through the things that you, you have done. Which thing, but also I think, you know, what, what I find, what I would find, you know, scary, it's quite hard, is I particularly would be quite weak. You know, you hand your, your baby over three years' work to, to HBO, you start creating this thing, it starts happening, it starts rolling, big people and bosses start coming, you're getting deadlines, big actors, directors, money's being spent. You know, I would be feared that my voice would be lost, that I'd be like, oh shit, this is actually becoming mine. Very much like a business, right? You start getting investors and people within it, and then so your equity is starting to go away, and it doesn't become yours by the end. Mm. But you guys seem to manage to 
stay hold of it? Was that HBO's doing? Was that your doing? How does it work like that? That's a really good, it's a good point, to be honest. Conrad, you're liking my questions. I am liking your questions. <laughs> yeah, man. Don't worry about you're it, like buddy. Parkinson. Don't worry. <laughs> it's it's uncanny. That's what they're people... very long. But <laughs> your long preludes you could just get to the point a little bit. <laughs> he, he just likes the sound of his own voice. No, it's like when they started writing industry. I don't know really where I'm going with it. I'm just sort of saying something and hoping it's, it's a self-indulgent thing. His questions. <laughs> <laughs> where's this question going i don't know hopefully it'll end up somewhere i'm just freestyle i'm just riffing here I'm just riffing uh i can't remember what the, the, oh, the question was <laughs> do you lose your voice do you lose yeah, your voice um hbo are like quite famous for you know giving power and you know a bit of autonomy to young people who maybe have not done it before and for them it was like if the scripts are good and the scripts keep being good then why not why don't allow these two guys who've never done fuck all you know done half the record to run a show um and like and because they were very they were very supportive of us it was probably you know they they're on the other side of the atlantic as well which meant that there was a time difference which means that they couldn't always be as you know as involved as they wanted to be but like they they gave very good notes they supported us they they pushed us when we needed to be they they, they basically improved our writing a lot and they let us go on with it. They gave us enough rope to hang ourselves with, which we did. <laughs> I wish we yeah. did. And you didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're still here. No, guys, honestly, listen, I, I'm just concerned for time just because you, I know you guys have calls and, and things like that. Busy yeah. lives. Uh, Wait, I, I would say, Mickey, I like that painting thank you. behind you. Cheers. Is no. that one of yours? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. My six-week-old daughter did it. No, no, actually, yeah, no, it's not. Thank you. Yeah, do you know? Do you know? And also, congrats to you. Cool. You, you got you got your your new daughter as well. So that's just <laughs> insane. And and you know, guys, you know, like I said, you you've got you know, Mickey Dimitri saying that you know he you've got calls because you're working with America, so time difference. So we don't want to keep you too long. Listen, guys, you know, to all you listeners who haven't gone and checked out, go and check out Industry. It is a <clears throat> fantastic watch. And also during lockdown. It's a real good sense of escapism because you can just kind of be thrilled and entertained and, and uh, get all this adrenaline within you. It's 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 so, and there's nakedness, full blown male nakedness at the beginning, which I would have been so happy to do. It's rare. <laughs> Tom Lucy, Tom Lucy, he's a comedian who's a um, who loves the podcast. And he, his friend, it was his friend. You rarely see full blown male nakedness in 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 shows, but you see it in this one. Yeah. right there we, we deliver yeah. the goods we deliver yeah. the goods <laughs> yeah yeah so where can we watch industry obviously the bbc can we watch it on hbo yeah you can watch it on hbo max <laughs> yeah match HBO, hbo max max okay yeah, yeah so if you're right. in the uk don't bother about bbc just go stream hbo <laughs> and <laughs> go and watch it there that, hey, but we've got an international listenership we do so. we do that is very true we have some people all over the place but francis what's the answer to the question of the week Well, the question of the week was, in the age of the dinosaurs, uh, how long did a day last? And mm -hmm. do you remember what your answers were? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he's three, 300. <laughs> Conrad was 72. Mine was five. It's a broad range. Well, Jamie, I think you're, you're actually right by, uh, by accident because you're <laughs> the closest. <laughs> Is it five hours in a day? No, it's twenty-three hours. Uh, the day was when the time of the dinosaurs. Why is, why the... is that? I I think it was because a meteor hit the Earth and sped uh, sped up the Earth, 
Or slowed it down, maybe. I, don't I guess. Well, well, you don't have the answers. What's the That's point of guess. the question of the week? What's the point of the question of the week? <laughs> this is supposed to be educational. What do you mean you don't know? That is educational. You now know the, 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 just, the time. He said he thinks a meteor hit the Earth and it sped it up. <laughs> wait, wait, let me look it up. Yeah, yeah, that'll be, that'll be, I really need the answer. Well, That's... why was a day shorter in, in dinosaurs? <laughs> That's not going to come up with anything. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah, I've got an answer here. Okay, tell us. It's thanks to yeah. the moon's gravity. Oh, there you go. All right. Nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah, sweet. Nice. Great. Uh, good answer. Good way to end the podcast. <laughs> Ending, yeah. So the orbit of the moon, uh, okay, the gravitational pull of the moon exerts a force on the Earth that transfers angular momentum from the spin of the Earth into the Earth, uh, uh, the orbit of the moon. We can measure this, the speed of the moon's retreat, reflective panels of the moon. Blah, blah, blah. If, if people haven't turned also, off now, they already have. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, also, yeah. I am trying that to speak it. So the Earth's day is getting longer by 500th of a second every century. Sweet. Okay. There we go. Great. That's exactly you what can, I needed. Hey, guys, take that Shall into your meeting. Take that yeah, into your meeting with HBO. This will be a good you gotta You've got to find some way of getting that into your next uh, episode of, of, of industry. We might actually. We've yeah. peppered the whole few of in-jokes, so maybe you actually will do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, listen, uh, you know, as always, I'm free if you ever need an extra. And, I, I, you know, honestly, you know, proud of you guys. That's just insanely cool and amazing that you yeah, guys are doing really what you're cool. doing. It really is cool. Really is so cool. Uh, and just thanks so much for giving us the time to coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. That's thanks for having us on. It was an absolute so blast. Yeah, thanks good. team hey listen what we'd like to do at the end of the podcast is very randomly and it's either Conrad or you Mickey we leave our listeners with something inspirational Mickey do it man oh, come on <laughs> go on Mickey go on Mickey here we go you know what guys if you're in a job that you don't like you're not very good at and you can see your life panning out in a way that you didn't expect quit yeah. That's, that's perfect also soon that's good advice one day soon one day soon we'll all be back in pubs and that is something to live for <laughs> there we go yeah guys you freaking said it buddy there we go there we go guys thank you so much listen everybody we'll see you next week bye bye see you next week Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.